country. College campuses are the battleground for the hearts and minds for the next generation. America is a place where all things are possible. For those who've abandoned hope, we'll restore hope and we'll welcome them into a great national crusade to make America great again. And welcome to Civil Discourse with Josh and Kev. I am your host, Josh. And I'm the co-host, Kev. Yes, and um, so we finally decided to do this. Yeah, so uh, we as soon as COVID hit, pretty much, we just started talking about it so months ago and, you know, starting a podcast. See yeah. how it is. Yeah, so uh, we'll get into that more later. So um, I guess first we should do a little introductions of ourselves. For sure. So, uh, Kev, why don't, you, why don't you take it away, man? Yeah, so uh, I'm Kevin. I'm a student at Illinois State University. Uh, Josh is too. He'll get into that. Um, but I'm a double major in marketing and political science, and I'm currently a sophomore. I plan on going to law school at some point in the future, hoping uh, to maybe one day get into the political scene as a candidate. Um, and I, I started the Turning Point USA chapter here at ISU, and uh, and that's how me and Josh met. So, Josh, what about you? Yeah. So, um, as you said, I you know I'm an I'm a student at Illinois State University. I am a junior. I am a history education major. I want to be a high school history teacher, social science teacher. Um, you know, I think that'll be really, it's been an, always been a passion of mine. That was a very last minute decision I made and now I'm here. Uh, so I want to be everywhere else, but here, but here I am. Um, yeah. So as Kev said, you know, we met via uh, Turning Point USA. I am the vice president uh, handpicked by him because I was the only one crazy enough to say, I'll do it. Well, something like that, but uh, no. So we really met at, so it was a college Republicans meeting is when yeah. we met and uh we were just uh, we we really kind of clicked on uh, when we were having discussion about current events and stuff. And uh, I looked at Josh and I was just, hey, this guy seems like he could use a leadership role. And he wasn't really in anything in CR, and I needed help uh, definitely forming forming some sort of executive board when I was in the early stages of forming TPUSA. And I was like, you know what? I think this guy could work. And we sat down. We had some pizza at the Waterson Dining yeah, Center. We, we talked for about two hours. It I was believe. it was so long, but it felt like it was so short. Honestly, we should have thought yeah. about making, making a podcast all the way back then. Yeah, how much yeah. We talk, so. Well, I, I think that we've obviously evolved as friends and as people throughout this. I mean, because when we first met, we were. I mean, I I would say we were, you know, obviously we were acquaintances. We got closer, closer. Now I consider you one of my closest friends. Oh, for sure. We yeah. literally we talk about everything from music to what's going on in our relationship lives social talk lives about that a lot that's pretty a, much everyone then we ran <laughs> and then we rant about what's going on in the in the political spectrum too and so we were like you know what i people could probably benefit from what we have to say yeah yeah so how, how about we get more into that into um sort of how this came about how this thought came about so um i guess kev it was kind of you because when everything started, you got a overnight job. Yeah, so uh, I'd gotten an overnight job at a Jewel Osco. I was uh, packing or I was slicing meats at a deli, and all I would do is I would slice meat and prepack it for the next day. And while I was doing that, I was able to have my headphones in, and I would just binge podcasts, podcasts from weeks before if if I had to, just because I would get up all caught up on the newest ones. I was inspired by like uh, the Charlie Kirk show, definitely Ben Shapiro show, Louder with Crowder. Uh, Joe Rogan too. And and I was just like, you know what? Like, I feel like I could do this, uh, talking to people and, and getting, getting messages out there. And just, uh, I feel like it's, it's a huge way to interact with society and, uh, and, and not just on the quad, being able to actually reach more people throughout the country. Yeah. And I mean, it was another thing too, was you always called me. I mean, you, you called me and we would talk because so <laughs> little Baxter, he worked overnight. I don't sleep. I'm someone who just doesn't sleep. 
I'm up till 3 a.m. like every every night, um, especially during quarantine. I had nothing to do. I, I wasn't working. I was, you know, I had school, but it was like two hours of stuff, you know, in a day. It wasn't, it wasn't a lot. So we talked for how long? How long was our longest conversation? Oh, probably like two and a half to three hours. Yeah. And I'd just be able to add my AirPods in. So like it was it was like I, I could still use my hands and everything and keep slicing. And uh, and I would just have I would be listening to audiobooks or the or the podcast and everything. And I would just be like, oh, my God, this idea. I just I just have this idea of an argument or, or a discussion topic or a way to way to frame our way of thinking. Uh, and we were just like and I was like, I need to call Josh. Josh is the one that needs to hear. Yeah. All my, about this. my favorite thing was always when you would call me or text me and just say, write this down. And I go, where, where do you want me to put it? So I have, I have a note. It's gotta be like 50, 50 things deep of just you, just your, everything you said to me. Well, my brain just keeps working. <laughs> my brain keeps just, it keeps working, man. And I'm just, I just keep thinking as, as I'm sure yours does. And we bounce ideas off each other really yeah. well. And so uh, I think that's a huge framing for this, for this podcast is we don't even know what we'll come up with. Just by sitting here, we could come up with some crazy ideas just yeah. by bouncing ideas off. Yeah, I mean, because like one one big thing is, and the reason we call it, we're calling this civil discourse is because we, we, we went back and forth through a litany of names. We had to have at least fifty on the board at one point, and um, and Kev came and said, "How about civil discourse?" And one big thing is, while we're both conservative, we're very different, and we have some different thinkings on certain things, and um, we were, we were pretty good at talking pretty civilly to each other about it we, we we got heated once and that was bad and i i was having a bad day and i still do apologize for that that was bad <laughs> no it's all good no but i totally I, I agree like we are conservatives and uh a lot of our our ideas line up and and we both have the same motives of just striving for liberty and and freedom and uh and achieving the great experiment of america um but we do still have so many disagreements on on some pretty crucial topics um that we discuss with people on campuses every week and uh, and I think that's really important that we stress um, that even within our own political circle, there's differences um, and we can discuss them civilly. And, and we hope to not only be able to discuss them as conservatives, but possibly even have uh, people that are that are a little bit farther left than we are um, to discuss these topics as well. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I think that that's so important. That, that's one reason I wanted to start or I wanted, you know, join Turning Point is because. You, you know, you said we were going to talk to people and I'm like, that's what I want to do because I couldn't, I, I, I really had no one to talk to about any of this. So I figured, um, this would be a great way to just talk to people and just have conversations. Yeah. Conversations. Really. That's the big thing is I wanted mm -hmm. to have conversations and not even debates, just conversations. Yeah. And get people to understand that, like, although you might have political disagreements, you can still get along as people, um, and still have empathy for others and their upbringing. Yeah. 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 So, um, so with that, I guess we should probably go into, so obviously we, you know, we said this started during, during quarantine and um, I guess a big thing is we should talk about what we were doing when all this started, how our mind has changed throughout and evolved um, just in our thinking of the virus and the quarantines and lockdowns. And yeah, everything. for sure. The, the virus itself, man, it's been, it's been a whirlwind. I mean, you, you turn on the news every day and you're hearing something different, like, oh, it all spreads on surfaces or it doesn't spread on surfaces or, or you got to wash your hands or you got to wear the face mask or you don't wear the face mask. And it's just, uh, and, and that really just made a, a ping pong effect on my mind almost ball just going back and forth. And I'm like, and for a while I, for the, at the beginning I was, I was like more, a little bit more hesitant because I was like, is this going to be something that we have to take super serious? Or, I mean, I even remember going out with friends uh, back in like January, February before we started having lockdowns. And I was just like, 
oh, it's just, it's a novelty virus. Like it's, it's going to be kind of like Ebola where everybody freaks out for a little bit, but then we really don't have too much. And it's crazy how much it's really changed our life. Um, and, and me and Josh would definitely go back and forth, uh, all the time about, about the severity of this virus, because as I kept looking at statistics and, and the ideas that, uh, this virus really isn't like as nearly as deadly as, as, as one point it thought it could be. Um, I, I kept questioning the, the motives of the people in power. Um, and that's one place that me and Josh really, really went back and forth on is, is who, who's leading this and, and, and why are we, why are we fighting on it a bit? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So I was, I was sorry, I was looking real quick. So I think, um, the official like quarantine per se in the U S started, I think it it was like the third week of March mm-hmm. and, and I, I know. So, so the first week, <laughs> the whole, the first week, this whole started, I was in Disney world. When I and I remember reading every day new stuff about the, about this virus and I was but again I wasn't worried it was in Washington it was in California it was in and it was in New York and I was in Florida and I'm like okay you know we're we're from Illinois there's I think two cases in Chicago and I was like yeah but that's Chicago you know it's a city like we're we're fine um well and I just got my wisdom teeth out too which was crazy yeah. because you you were off having a blast with Star Wars <laughs> and Mickey Mouse and yes everything. galaxy's and I was sitting it. and I was sitting in bed in front of the TV hours going by with my just mouth hurting like like a crapper and I was just like I just yeah. couldn't handle it man it was it was crazy and uh and, and I remember getting the emails from the university we kept getting emails saying one second it was we had an extended uh we had an extended break, break. And then and the, the next, next second, second we, we were just, just not coming, coming back, back to school. school. We, we had, had to come pick stuff up. up. I, I think I made three trips, trips to ISU within like a week and a half. Once, once just to pick up a few things for classes and the next to fully move out of my dorm. It was crazy. And, and it all heated up so quick. Yeah. I mean, I think it was it was within three days of because I was in – well, I was actually – I was at Disney World when they announced they were closing. And that was weird because there was a couple in front of me with their fa- – where was a family in front of me and they were saying they had just got there. And I was, I remember I was talking with them being like, just skip this park, go to this park. I was like, you can skip Animal Kingdom. It's fine. Um, just my personal opinion. Oh, you're going to make some people mad with that. One. <laughs> I am. I, I 100% will. Um, you know, but I was like, if you have young kids, like go to Magic Kingdom first. Like that's the first thing you have to hit. So, um, but yeah, so that was weird because like they announced it was closing Thursday. We left Friday at close Sunday. And even that Friday, no one was worried. There was people everywhere. There was no mask in, in sight. It was just crowds of people. And, um, it was very strange because even when we got home, I spent like a week just still doing my normal stuff. I went out and I, I got a fish and I got, I hung out with friends. And then it was really like my, my, my dad sat down with us and was like, we have to look at this. Yeah, you know? for sure. I mean, and, and as you were doing that, um, I was like, I kind of saw as soon as they said we were going to be gone, because it, it started off, I think the first message they sent is we we're going to have an extra week of spring break. And I was like, oh, interesting. And everybody was so happy. They were partying and everything. And then right after that, they were like, oh, we're not coming back till like April. It was going to be like a month or something like that. Uh, they had a, an in-between one. I, I don't believe so. No, I, I, it, it went straight from – Straight from that? It went from straight from an extra week to, oh, we're closed. Oh, okay. So so maybe I'm wrong. But uh, I just remember thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to have to go get a job. Because I'm like, if I'm going to be home for, for this extra time here, I, I just I, – I should be making money or something. I mean, I'm a college student. My bank account was running low, and I needed a little bit uh, – more money for my weekends. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go get a job at least part time. And so I was applying to places. And I think the the day I got most heated was so um, I applied to like five, six places in one place. I just in one day, I just walked in and said, Hey, I'm a kid, I'm going to be displaced because of COVID. Uh, and I was hoping that maybe I could I could get some sort of job or something here. And, uh, and most of them were like, Oh, we're either overstaffed, or we have we're at capacity right now. And then I went to one place, Angelis, nice little restaurant Italian. And they were like, Oh, we're going to teach you everything about the restaurant business. And the next day, uh, our governor, J.B. Pritzker, had closed down 
uh, all, all the restaurants. And I was just like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I was so mad because I was like, I, I'm trying to actually do something for myself here and make the best out of a worse situation. And, uh, and it just wasn't working. And so, um, and this was around the time your family started talking about like how to take this, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like we all had very different thinkings of this. Um, my dad's a businessman. Um, so of course he was working at a business aspect, you know, in terms of his, his, his employees, his guy, you know, he cares, he cares a lot about his employees. Um, but then also the family. And, um, we sat down and we talked about it and he said, listen, guys, I, I know it's not ideal, but I need you guys to give me, they're asking us to take a month to quarantine. I would, I would like us to do it. You know, I, I would like us to take, I'll take a month. He goes, I will be the only one going in and out. Um, I will be the only, you know, cause I work, so I'm already being exposed. So I might as well. And, and even, you know, at the beginning, I think I was on the same, same sort of thing as you, where I just thought this was all government control. I was like, this is just people vying for power. Um, especially seeing like J, you know, JB Pritzker, you know, like I said, you know, our governor, um, just changing the goalpost. Um, we know exactly because it started off and it was, uh, okay. We got two weeks to flatten the curve. That's what it started off as. And we were like, cause cases were rising at exponential levels. And, and, and I was even that, that was one thing that made me like hesitant on like, I was going back and forth. Like I said, ping pong in between government control or if it was, uh, or if it was, an actually thing that we that we should be taking really seriously and and now i'm at the place and we'll get all the way to it but now i'm at the place where it's like it's somewhere in the middle um but as for that moment in time i was just uh i was think i was in the same place as you i was like i couldn't i couldn't understand um why they were taking things so rapidly and so we started at with uh two weeks to slow the spread and then right after that it was okay well now it's got to be when cases uh or when when cases and deaths are at a certain point and then after that it was until we have a vaccine and i just couldn't understand uh when we were actually going to get out yeah and i think well i think a big thing too is we're obviously right next to michigan and uh governor whitmer up there i mean she just went she went she went insane and i mean um i mean closing like saying you can only buy groceries you can't buy this you can't buy you can't buy an american flag well and and like going out you could you could go out to the grocery store but you couldn't have like an outdoor church service or anything that was the thing right, that yeah. really killed well, me is i was like why can't somebody have a church service you know right well my biggest thing too is they're saying well we have to shut down businesses yeah walmart was open i'm like you would you'd want these smaller businesses to be open less sure. people, less people can go in there i mean they could easily control like so i mean so for example i go i'm a huge comic book reader i go to comic stores at least once a week um when I go in, there's maybe two other people in there, plus an employee, maybe two employees if we're lucky. Um, you can keep your distance. You know, I'm looking at Marvel stuff. Someone's looking at DC stuff. You switch real quick. You can go around. There's so much room. I'm like, why can't I go get comic books? You know, like something. Some, some, I know that's stupid, and it's like no, but it makes sense. It's, it's a good. It's a good. It's a good comparison to like what a normal life is. Is that you'd be able to go out and like you could certain restrictions like. Uh, Finding finding reasonable ground in which you can have uh, limit capacities or or make things uh, have to move outside or things like that and still be able to like like one big thing for me is like being able to go to church like or, or worship in whatever way you do for whatever religion you are um, being able to to do something like that and so um, w just like you said is is every even Michigan with with their tyrannical governor uh, they were still keeping Walmart's, Jewel Osco's, places like that open. And I was just like, okay, that's where I'm going to get a job. I told my mom last year before all this COVID stuff happened, I said, I will not work at Jewel Osco unless there's a national emergency. And then, well, you she had to call it. my, my Why would bluff. you do this? <laughs> exactly. I guess I called, she called my bluff and then gover the government called my bluff and they were like, well, 
Kevin, this is all to teach you that working at Jewel Osco isn't nearly as bad as you thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and it was so weird. I mean, like, I, I also think a lot of it, too, was, was Whitner was, was trying to audition for VP. She 100% was, because at that point, Biden had not said she wanted, he wanted a woman of color. He had just said a woman. Exactly, and we hadn't had race wars or anything yet, so I totally, I totally would get that. Yeah, so I think that was a huge part of it, and um, but and even Pritzker, I mean, like my my idea of him changed throughout because again, I started off with I was so angry, and I was like, I think a lot of it was angry because my semester was cut short. Um, I had just started doing clinicals, and I only had six hours worth, and I was really enjoying them. I was at an alternative school, and I loved them, and then they were cut short, and I had to do online clinicals, and I'm like, how am I going to get my experience? Um, Midwest Regional Conference, we we're supposed to go to that. That was canceled. Yeah, I know that was supposed to be like right after spring break. Sh- I was so yeah, sad Chicago about that. just shut down everything. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I like that was gonna be my, that was gonna be my first turning point. Exactly, and it was it was gonna be the the first big one that I was able to bring a chapter that I started to, which I was really sad about. And uh, and it was supposed to be right in Chicago, and it was less than like three days, or it was like four or five days before uh before it was supposed to happen that they that we got the email from Turning Point saying like, oh man, we gotta. We, we can't do it. Got, Pritzker won't allow it. Yeah. I mean, they said they tried everything. It was just, it was Mayor Lightfoot and Governor Pritzker that really shut it down. And I, I, I mean, I respect them for trying to really trying to do everything they can. Um, and, but even then, like I, I started off hating all these restrictions and, um, and, but I, but I gave my dad the month. I said, do you know what? You're right. We, we, we will give you a month. You know, I, I get it. You want to, you want to look out for us. Cause at that point we had no, really didn't know much. You know, we, it was a lot of speculation. It was a lot of, there were a lot of deaths. There were a lot of cases we didn't know who was affecting and you know what we 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 had ideas but we didn't have any evidence for sure well and and i totally agree in in the idea i'm not i would see my biggest problem was the problems with uh government restrictions i had a problem with the government coming in and telling me this is how you have to live your life this is the only way because i i'm a firm believer that uh that everybody does have their own personal responsibility to to love thy neighbor and and do for others as they would to themselves but um, but I don't want the government telling me to do that. Like, I mean, I have, I have two parents that are, uh, if they're listening to this, they're young as ever, but for everybody else out there, they're, they're getting up there a bit. Um, and, and I mean, like they, they were definitely part of the vulnerable population that they were, they said like 50 to 70 year olds and they're part of that. And so I was like, you know what, like I should be washing my hands more. And, uh, at that point, face masks weren't the biggest, weren't the biggest, uh, thing that they were pushing, but I was washing my hands almost after every customer when I'd come home. Um, I'd, I'd usually try to take a shower or something like that. Um, because I was before I was working overnights and, uh, and it was just, uh, it was about personal response, taking some personal responsibility. I feel like when the government tells you to do it, it just makes, it just makes it, uh, like, like I don't want to do it as much almost. Yeah. I mean, I get that too. And like, you know, that, that was a huge thing with us too, was because, um, um, you know, my, my mom was, was vulnerable, you know, cause she had uh, she had cancer. So she was more vulnerable. My sister, you know, she has, she has asthma. My dad's, you know, getting all these high blood pressure and things like that. So I remember we were talking and I'm thinking like, if anything, I should be the only one going out. I'm the most, I'm the least at risk. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm young, you know, I'm, I was 19 at the time when it's, this all started. Well, and, and now we know that even younger people are less likely to even carry it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then that's a huge thing. But even, but even at that point I was like, okay, like I should be the one going out to go grocery shopping. I should be mm-hmm. the one doing this. I'm like, I am the least likely I mean, even from the beginning, I said this. I said I'm the least likely to die from this. I said I might get it and get sick, and at that point, I'm like, if I get and I, I remember, mom and dad, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I remember saying like, I wish I just get it, and they were like, how dare you say that? And I'm like, no, I've I mean, said that so many yeah, times. Yeah, I'm like, like I kind of just my, wish it made it made my parents so mad. No, like, uh, because this whole time, I mean, they, uh, they were my parents were thinking about it as if. Uh, as if it was going to be like the worst possible thing. And I think, and I, and I think I can try to understand that from their point of view, because like I said, they are part of a vulnerable population, but it was just so difficult for me to understand from 
my from from me looking into it and looking at the statistics and thinking even even the people in the vulnerable population um a lot of times they have unless you've had a pre-existing condition as well on top of your age you still have a pretty good chance of coming back from it and then i looking at the people from my own age range i think in in america we've only had like 36 people in the in like the teenage uh to like, like zero to 22 age range actually die and most of them had pre pre-existing conditions so i was like it was difficult for me to comprehend yeah uh, like like why why the government should be shutting everything down including the gym and all these things that uh, actually help with people's mental health that was the thing i was biggest right and and that was obviously like my and that was our, our family's biggest thing was so uh, me and my sister are very different in that aspect where i'm someone who i can sit inside i can play video game i can talk on zoom i can do all that and i'm fine um, my sister's not like that. She just she likes to be with people, and I, I understand that. You know, she she's she's younger. You know, she's a little younger than me. Um, she has a, you know she's when she has her, her group, she's very social. Um, and I and I understand that. So even after that month, we had a, we really had to convince my dad like that. Like we we need to like I even said I said like she needs to get out there. Like she needs to get out of here. I I don't you know I'm okay. I'll I'll stay inside, but like let, let her go. Like we'll, it'll be okay. Like it'll we'll be okay. Yeah, for sure. And and I think uh, I I will never forget when. Uh, when the president was talking on one of his conferences that he was holding daily, I remember before I had my job and I had started and everything, I was, uh, I was watching the president's conferences daily because one, they were just entertaining, but also, uh, I, I mean, I wanted to know what was actually going on. Like, uh, what, what power did he have with, uh, with what the governor, our current governor had and like, kind of how would those, uh, conflict or coincide? And I remember watching one day and he said, let's not let the cure be worse than the cause. Or something to that effect, and it was the whole idea of we need to be watching out for people's mental health, and that was a huge thing for me. And I think, uh, and I have so many, so many comments on. I think the way that um, our handling of the coronavirus could drastically hurt mental health. I mean, I had a friend um, who committed suicide during uh, a lot of times of, of restriction and quarantine, and and it's just really difficult to hear that. And, and it wasn't necessarily. I've not heard if it was uh, directly related related to the. Uh, to the quarantine. Well, I mean, and, and there's but... there's there's no real way to know. I no, mean, exactly. And, and that's the that, that's the thing that, sh- that that's the thing that sucks. Because exactly. You can look at Corona and say Corona killed this person. You can't look at someone who committed suicide or anything like or overdose or anything like that and say, oh, it was because of the COVID restriction. Yeah. Unless unless they had like a direct note, but again, like I have no idea. And I just think, uh, and it's really sad because I know that there's so many other families that definitely had to go through something just as difficult. And I and I worry about how mental health is gonna even not even just suicide, but depression, anxiety, getting back into social settings after we start getting out of this. Like, I mean, I was just hanging out with a few friends the other night and I was just, and I almost felt anxious in the social situation because I hadn't been in a group of people in so long. And it wasn't because I'm afraid of COVID or anything. It was just because I was like, oh, there's like people that I'm around and I'm not just like sitting in my room alone anymore. And it just felt weird. And I've never had like social anxiety or anything. So I can only imagine how people who have are feeling. Yeah. I mean, I went to B-dubs just the other night. I mean, I think it was third. I mean, it's we're, so for reference, we're recording this on Sunday. I think I went Thursday and I'm like, I haven't been in a restaurant in, I mean, six months. And, and, then, and then, of course, I was in Arizona. I mean, I was at, uh, you know, Chapter Leadership Summit. If anyone's listening that was there, hey, what's up? I miss you all. Um, <laughs> That's a turning point event for anybody. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a turning point event. Chapter Leadership <laughs> Summit. It was wonderful. I loved it. Um, but going there was a huge um, – it was interesting because um, my dad was obviously a little more he – he's, he's been very worried. And, I, I get, again, I, I, I don't fault him for that. I, I completely understand. You know, Dad, again, if you're listening, I, I love you. I, I, I 100% understand. Um yeah, like I, I get it, um, but it was weird going there because I mean, even like because right before we went to, 
hot, Arizona became a hotspot. And I remember thinking, are they going to, they're going to, they're going to cancel this again. Like another event is going to be ripped out from just under me. You know, they're going to pull the rug out. And then they sent an email like a week before, like, no, we're still having it, but masks are required. Yeah, and, and Charlie, Charlie even said, he was like, if they try to cancel it, the, arrest me. For, for yeah. For it, yeah. Arrest me. I respected that a lot. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I love Charlie. Um, And so, but uh, even then we were, we were talking because I was going to see, we we're going to my lake house the week afterwards. And, um, it was a big family weekend, and um, my great grandma's going to be there. She, you know, she's ninety or she's eighty four, um, so obviously I was a little worried about her. And but I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to do what I can. I'm, I'm to be, uh, you know, I'm going to wear my mask when I can. I'm going to social distance when I can. I'll do what I, I'll do all that I can um, to to try to, you know, keep it away. And uh, I will say, I. I definitely didn't at times. I mean, there was a time where I was just sitting in a room with a bunch of people and I'm like, oh, I don't have a mask. Like, oh, like. No, for sure. And, and, but but what you're getting at, though, I think is the is I think a huge problem that just needs to be kind of talked about in the United States is that there's uh, certain amounts of people that don't necessarily value personal responsibility nearly as much and see the government as the only answer. Um, and and I think uh, for myself, I mean, I still I, I question um, the the. Per, or the the full science behind masks i i don't necessarily there's there are is some evidence that certain kinds work but not everybody always wears those certain kinds of things like that but um there's personal responsibility that just comes with it and i think uh i think i think that we should be pushing people to just advocate for themselves uh instead of making trying to mandate things that's the biggest problem i have and that's where i think me and josh really conflict and so that's i think where we'll get into the civil discourse of it yeah i mean and and i, I mean i do agree i mean obviously like i you know I, my mask, I wear these neck garters. I'm actually wearing one of my neck. I've had it on for like four hours. I just forgot about it. And that's why I like them because they're just, they're so comfy. You know, you don't notice them. Yeah, I get that. Um, and yeah, so I think I don't even agree with, I've always, I, I, we, we, this, this was our big discussion was, this is our big, our fight. Like this is our legit, first legit fight was over this. And it's such a stupid thing to, to, to fight over. It is, it is but, um, but I think it's, it's conceptual too, but get, yeah. go on. So I, I think, so my, my thing was always, um, I was, at first I was against mask and strictly because the president didn't wear one. And I realized that's a very dumb reason to not wear one because the president's not, because as much as I love the guy, he doesn't always take the, his own advice. No. Yeah. Well, he's, and, got, he's definitely got an ego. We all know. He's yeah. Got he an has ego, an ego and growing up in the way he did. Of course he's going to have an ego. Right. I mean, he has an ego and, and again, I, I love the guy. I mean, I'm, I'm supporting him this year, but, um, but that was, that was my, that was a big thing that I said, well, the president's not wearing one. Why should I? And I'm like, well, I, I I guess I'm also not locked away in a fortress. I mean, literally a fortress of a place where you need to be COVID tested, even going to the West Wing. No, I mean, for sure. Exactly. Well, and, and, and I think that was um like if there was one, like, I mean, I again, I love the president just as much as Josh does. But um, if there was a political move that I think would have been smart, it would have been him wearing the mask from as soon as as soon as like Fauci or anybody just to try to uh, push the idea of having like some sort of unity within the within uh helping the coronavirus effort and and i think as soon as he was able to come out and say people say that you're that it's patriotic to wear a mask well i'm the biggest patriot of them all yeah that that tweet i i think i even sent it in one of our chats and i'm like i'm like guys we lost him we we, we, we lost the president oh no i mean i was just being obviously just you know being you know just being stupid no for sure but i but i think there was a lot of people with the mentality of you and and like especially the people that are like well it's my rights like and everything and and i and i get that um and, and i think uh him wearing the mask to show to try to bring people together eventually was better than never at all. But I think it probably yeah. should have come well, earlier. And I, I always said we we know he's not the guy to sit down and say I'm going to be real with you and try to talk. I mean, because I said like I even said I said if I was president at this point, I'd say I'm going to be real with you. 
I get it. You don't like to wear the mask. I don't like it either, but we have to. And I, I, I even said, I said, where is the 9-11 America? Where is that Pearl Harbor America, that Hurricane Katrina America, where everyone just came together. They made sacrifices for each other because they truly, because they are Americans. And I think, I honestly think the big difference now is we are so divided by media and they divided us from the beginning. And I will, and I, I think that's a consistent with both of us that we could both say is that we both agree that media. Oh, for sure. Well, let, divided yeah, us. for sure. Well, I mean, like, like I was even saying earlier though, is like you turn one channel and it would say this virus spreads on surfaces or this virus can spread through packages. But then you turn on the next one and it says it doesn't spread on surfaces. It doesn't spread on packages. You don't need to wear a mask. You do need to wear a mask. And it was, it was, you were just going through this mental, like what the heck is actually going on? Nobody really, I, I really wish somebody had just come out and said, we really don't know because everybody was acting like they had the answer to everything. And, and then the next week the CDC would just counter, counter contradict themselves. And I yeah. just, and I, and I, it was just, uh, and it was the most confusing thing to the American people. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely confusing and yeah, I mean, that, that was definitely weird. And I, especially at, at the beginning, cause no one knew anything. I mean, but even the media's reaction of, to this virus, the, at first it was, oh, this, this Wuhan coronavirus, which, by the way, they're the first ones that termed China virus. Exactly. I, I, I want to point that out. They're yep. the first ones that coined that. They said they from the beginning said the Wuhan it came from China. China. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're the first ones to say the Wuhan coronavirus, the, the Chinese coronavirus. Um, and they said it's nothing. The the flu is bigger. I mean, you can look at articles. I I, mean, I don't want to be pulled up. Sadly, I mean, maybe that's one thing we could. You know, no, for sure, we could definitely. I, I mean, like I was uh, I I was doing a, a lot of research on, especially when the media started blasting Trump and saying, "Oh, he's such a racist. Look at him. He said China virus or whatever." And I looked it up, and I and. Even before like Tucker and everybody brought it on there in Crowder and they showed all the clips on their show, I looked it up and it was like, you guys were the ones that were like, this is the Wuhan coronavirus or Wuhan COVID and, and stuff like that. And and I get the idea of wanting to be uh, scientifically accurate, but we also need to, I mean, this virus did originate in China and it's nothing against the people of, of Chinese descent. It is all against the communist dictatorship of China that, that there is there is evidence to show that this was possibly created in a lab or even uh, through their unregulated uh, meat markets and stuff. And so, I, and so it's I, about holding from, them accountable. From what I understand, the lab theory has been actively debunked. Um, yeah, I found I found conflicting, but I, I, I like to keep it out there because it could be something that, that's against yeah. their government. I, mean, I don't want to – it has not been fully debunked. Yeah, but, but I, I mean, it, it, and even then, I, w- I would like to – you know, I – because obviously I, I don't want to be conspiratorial on here. I mean, as, as much it, it's fun at times. I mean, I think we we can be at times, but like overall, we try to, we shouldn't be. Um, yeah, I mean, and yeah, even the beginning. I mean, obviously, I think we need to hold the Chinese government accountable. I think we should zero our debt. I really do. I think that'd be oh for sure. But be like, hey, every everything that you caused, our economy collapsing. You know, all these people dying. Guess what? Our debt is zero now. And what are you going to do about it? Yeah, I wish. And and that's that's obviously a dream. But uh, but just with the way that we interact on the global scale, I think the best and and even and I got to even admit, Trump hasn't even he's I mean, no president comes in. Every president comes in and says they're going to give us a, a zero deficit. But then they they always go against that. And so that's the one thing that hasn't really been helping too much. But the biggest thing is that the way that we interact with China on a global scale economically um, it'd be so difficult to make it so that we have no debt to them. They're they're our number one person that we're in debt right now too. That's why I think Trump is trying to hold them accountable with like our trade deals, um, things like uh, overturning NAFTA and, and having the USMCA instead. Yeah, I mean, and that's fair too. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yes, the dream is just zero. To, hey, you know what? You killed 
I think we just hit. Uh, I think we just hit seventeen hundred seventeen thousand. I think it's hundred seventy thousand. That's it. Yes, but, but that's even a whole other thing though, because we even question whether or not these these are actually COVID deaths, because we've heard from I've I have no my mom is friends that are doctors as well as we've heard on national news that hospitals receive more funding if they have a COVID death. And so there's people that die of like a heart attack or something that might have COVID in their system, but it could have also just been a fully blocked artery that 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 made them have a heart attack and oh it's covid i mean i mean even george floyd had covid and i mean and that, that was a huge thing people were saying like well even he you know even he tested COVID, you know if he had dro- you know if he had dropped dead from say something else would it have counted as covid because you know there was other obviously other issues going on with him um you know um because he had a heart condition exactly and so that's what i'm so saying it's like, is- I, it's like people were saying like if he say he died of a heart attack mm-hmm. but you know because it was heart condition would it have counted as a covid death because he had covid in his system sure. and that's fair no that's a, that's a fair question and i think the biggest thing uh that we like that that's why whenever i see something that comes out and says look at the 170 160 whatever thousand uh deaths we've had i just think about it and i'm like okay like that is terrible i'm sad that people are dying no matter what but how many of those were like actually covid how many of them were because of covid and not because of a pre-existing condition or some other trauma that had happened um, differentiate it, between death by COVID and death with COVID. Yes, I, I hear exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And I think that's, you know, I think that's actually something that is kind of bipartisan because I've seen a lot of people talk about this because, and even because there is evidence, like for example, um, Colorado, yeah. Colorado, you know, for they, sure. They did it. Um, Colorado, um, they, they re- said we, we need to go back and, and relook at all this, and we need to look at these deaths, and their their death rate dropped by twenty twenty five percent. Well, and then overnight, and, and then it's it's there, and that's a good thing, and I think and I think everybody pretty much should be behind making it death by or death with, um, and actually listening into that because then I feel like we get greater actual numbers on what's going on. Um, but but a lot of states aren't necessarily listing it as that, and that really kind of screws us over on really knowing our numbers and how how deadly this virus is. And that's why I'm questioning is because, uh, I mean, even with even with not adjusting those, this virus has like a 99.6, I think was the most recent statistic, I had 99.6 survival rate. And, yeah. that's, and that's among people of all ages. And so I just, I, that's why I'm like, was it really worth shutting everything down? Like I can understand certain restrictions, like uh, like restrictions to the amount of people that go in, and and recommending masks in in tight spaces and in poor vent, poorly ventilated areas. But was it really worth? Like I mean, my parks were closed down by my house. They wouldn't let you park in in the parking lot. Near yeah, the parks. I mean, Illinois closing down outdoor things, and I mean, even from the beginning, I pretty much from the beginning, the CDC said it's kind of if you're in like a outdoor park or not around a lot of people like you're gonna be okay like they even said like yeah we don't think that's gonna be a thing so that was the dumbest thing was illinois shutting down parks and i'm like why would you like if, especially if you're gonna be stuck in you exactly know, people you need to go to a park exactly now. exactly i mean like i was i went one day i was like it was uh before i had started my job i was like I've been stuck on in my house. I want to go do something. And I was like, I'm going to bring my hammock out to a local, to a local park we had. And I was like, I'm going to go hammock. Is, is that the day you fell in the lake? That, I, that was not the day I fell in the lake. <laughs> that, that was, that was awesome. When you texted me, I fell in a lake. I'm like, all right. <laughs> uh, so, so, but I went out in a hammock and I was like, this is actually like, this is, this is really nice out, but I had to park on the side of the street right by people's houses. I was so worried I was going to get ticketed or something because they had put cones and barriers in front of the entrance to the parking lot. You weren't allowed to use their parking lot, but there's so many people that just parked on the road and said, like, screw you, city. We're going to actually we're going to still take advantage of the beautiful parks and recreation we have in Naperville. My favorite thing is when they tried to shut down Fourth of July and I said, you really don't understand the the whole 
spirit of Fourth of July, do you? Which is telling the government to piss off. Yeah, really, <laughs> I mean, exactly. That exactly. was that was people our. People were going to do whatever they wanted. I remember yeah. people were complaining about fireworks like every day, and they were like, like on Facebook groups and stuff. Oh, I bet those people aren't social distancing or whatever. And I was just like, let like it's Fourth of July, man. Like let people have their fun. Come on. And so I I, I want to go back to the mask, and we should probably wrap this up soon because we're so this is going to be a uh, uh, kind of more of a intro episode you know we, we figured covid's uh, obviously the hot, for sure the hot it's the topic. one everybody's talking about right yeah now. uh we'll go more into more um if you do listen to this um we'll post you know we're gonna post it i'm sure like on our yeah for sure stuff. it's gonna be i mean i'll post about it on my personal stuff it'll probably be on apple Podcasts and spotify and be sure to like and subscribe and hit us wherever uh and wherever you get your 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 podcast feel free to look at that but then i think uh we'll we'll wrap it up with the masks and then our closings i think that's where we'll go right yeah and um i was gonna say but um i would like to hear what you guys want to hear i know we have a couple um couple issues in mind like i know um abortion, abortion is definitely one of our one. big ones we, Pro- we'll probably talk about race at some point especially race, with the George Floyd. yeah um, i'm actually i'm actually doing i just found out my history 200 class is entirely on race race relations in america from 1911 to 1921 that'll be interesting you'll definitely be able to bring yes i will learn a lot so. I'm, I'm actually as, as much sure. as and i, I it's funny because i joined the class i was thinking because i saw he was an america an early american historian and i was like oh man like revolutionary stuff yeah and then it was race and i was like oh okay but then i was like like, I was kind of disappointed at first. I'm like, I like, cause I love the American revolution, but I was like, no, like this is going to be, it's relevant. So I, sure. I, I like well, it. it'll be very topical. And I'm sure. Yeah, and I, and I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. No, but I think, I think we should definitely go into our mask th- issue right now. So yeah, I think uh, I just want to make sure I still understand where you lie on it. So are you still, cause I remember at one point you were kind of pro mask mandate uh, and I want to, um, and I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, about so that. to an extent. So I am, um, I, I never, so I never was at the beginning. Um, I, I, I've always, and I've always said that even if we mandate mask, it's going to be it's difficult. Um, but recently there was a study from the CDC that said, um, hey, if everyone wore a mask for six weeks, six weeks, that's all we're asking, six weeks, this thing could basically be gone, gone, I mean, done. And, you know, as much as I hate big government, I mean, big government sucks. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Darn right, I second that. Yeah. Um, I understand that in times like this and times where it is kind of unprecedented, you have to make sacrifices and you have to put laws in place. And I know. One of your biggest things was, well, you always said, you know, if you want something to last forever, make it a government program. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, so. A lot of people popularize that as a Ronald Reagan quote. I heard it might have also been some other philosopher, but it was, uh, it's, it, it, there's nothing more permanent than a temporary governor, government program. Uh, and I think it was originally aimed at like Social Security, uh, but I think it's definitely something to be looked at. And that's so I am not pro mask mandate. Um, Using Josh's discussion of the CDC, I just I just point back to all the times the CDC CDC at one point said that we shouldn't be wearing masks at all. Yeah, and, but even even that was because um, they said they wanted to make sure that they were they had enough for doctors and health and first responders. Yeah, I understand. I, I, well, I, I get that, but it's like I mean, if you're really out, I, I just don't understand. I don't think that. Uh, I, I don't think that they're necessarily the one that I want to be necessarily mandating it for you say 68 weeks now but i want i i am curious is if they say that now but then we get six to eight weeks down the road and it really didn't make too much of a dent what will we do then that's my biggest question what would happen well then? i mean it depends on what it was because if it was an ex- if it was an executive order you know donald trump signs an executive order today okay starting starting tomorrow mask mandate six weeks um i personally believe he would not extend it just because i know him and he hates these masks just as much as the american people um, and I think, and that was always my biggest thing is I was like, it, it's, it, I would be, I would be on board with you if it was Obama or Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden. He just came out and fully supported it. Um, because they, they 
have a power struggle. No, for sure. I, and, I, and, and, and to me, to me, Donald Trump doesn't have that because he doesn't need he doesn't need to prove that he's any more powerful. No, exactly. Because he, he pretty much was one of the most powerful business. Right. I mean, he was with his influence and everything. And I get that, but I, I see it from a, a very federalist standpoint in the idea that the the federal government, to me, should have the least amount of power, um, and then your most of your government should come from your local and states because they're the ones most invested in it. And the thing I worry about it is that the federal government would set a precedent. So if they were to make a federal mask mandate for or the, an executive order for, uh, for six to eight weeks uh, and it dis- didn't necessarily work as well or, or even if it did work, um, then given the current person we have in power, J.B. Pritzker in Illinois, uh, I think he'd see that precedent as a green light to extend it. And so although it might not be extended from the federal government, he would say, oh, look, we'd have the opportunity to extend it even further. And I think and I just think that it sets a bad precedent for around the country because you could I mean, Pritzker's not even as bad as Cuomo or Whitmer. And and they definitely. Uh, and, and so I, I fear for for the possibility of states read, run by uh, by people with what you what you have uh, label is the power struggle, because we have somebody who does have the power struggle of a Clinton or an, or an Obama. Um, in power of, of our state and and whether we like it or not that's that's gonna ha- be how it is for at least a few more years um and so and so i just i fear where it could go from there as well and and that's a fair argument i mean i do um it is weird i mean just just kind of just kinda, i'm gonna call you in a contradiction if you don't mind um for sure that's what i'm here for um uh, uh you said you know you believe it should, it should be given to the the federal or you should be it should not be given to the federal it should be given to the local and state Yet you're saying you're afraid that the state are going to take advantage of it. So which is it? Do you believe that if it had to go to someone, who should it go to? Should, would you rather go to the federal, who to our president, who I who you I think we both believe would not go any longer, or should it go to the states? Well, what I'm saying, I mean, Pritzker's already pretty much pushed a mask mandate. He hasn't pushed the outdoor one that Joe Biden has has uh, endorsed. Um, but but I think I'd rather it go to the state because I think it would set a precedent that could push for more from the states. So so by Trump saying he's not going to push a mask mandate, Pritzker said, OK, well, I'm going to push one, but it's not going to be as bad. If Trump pushed a mask mandate to a similar caliber to what Pritzker did, it would thus push the idea. It would, it would push them to have their uh, their policy to go even further towards tyranny. Than I than I'd like, and so that's that's what it would fear. That's that's what I fear is that it would go even. They they'd push their boundaries even more because they've then gained ground on Trump, and they've said, okay, well now we can try something more, uh, make it longer, or even try some. That, I know I know it gets into a slippery slope at some point, uh, but but I just fear that w- when when are they ever going to stop? When when are they, when is it going to stop? When are we going to actually see the restrictions being lifted? Well, um, and I. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I would say in in a lot of states, I, I do fear for that because they 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 move their 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 goal po- their, their at least their their goalposts pretty uh, frequently. I will say, and I, I I hate to do it, but Pritzker has been pretty consistent, and he was very strict on okay, this is our limit. Okay, we hit our limit, but we're still going to wait two more weeks or an extra week and just kind of see. Okay, it's still good. We're moving on to the next phase, and. I, again, I, I hate to do it, but I have to give the guy credit. He did do a pretty good job in Illinois um, overall with with set, okay, this is our limit in sticking to it. Um, it after after he created his uh, reopen Illinois plan, yeah, I, I, it was it, yeah, exactly. It was once he created the plan, but he started off with just moving the goalposts consistently from two weeks to more and more. And uh, and yeah, you're right. Once he got that plan, but I, we're not out of that plan yet. 
he, he could alter it to see like I, I don't really know exactly and i'll give it to you going from like uh from two to three and then and then possibly kind of in the phase of three to four we're, uh, I believe, I'll give we're, it we're in phase four i believe yeah exactly that's what i'm saying so like once once we went through those phases sure phase five is supposed to be practically all reopen um and we really don't have and, and pretty much the only metric that he's given to us is when there's a vaccine he said uh vaccine or um it was vaccine a completely proven treatment like if if we find that hydroxychloroquine can 100 percent cure this thing or 100 percent stop it you know things like that um or some other drug you know i'm just, I'm just saying hydroxychloroquine because it's it's a hot topic um also it or or which and this is the, this is the one that's like impossible he said or if no people are testing positive, which just isn't possible. No, and that's not going to be possible because there's so many false positives that we've heard too. There was uh, in Texas, there was like three thousand that they had to retract because they hadn't even fully processed them yet, uh, the tests. And so, so that's how I just feel is is I'm I'm not sure. I, this whole time, I think one of the biggest feelings I've had is I feel like I'm not being told everything. And and I know it's hey, because Kev, Kev, you never are. <laughs> no, no, I know, and and I get that, but I feel like uh, it's not just that I'm not being told everything. I feel like there's something being hidden from me. You know, it's like, uh, and I know the government hides certain things for national security or whatever. But I feel I feel like there's different powers at be. And I know it sounds so conspiracy theorist, but I mean anything's on the table right now. I mean we would. I mean, I mean they did just reveal UFOs exist and that they were real. I mean the Pentagon. <laughs> I think I think I think over that. The Pentagon a couple months ago just said, "Hey, guess what? UFOs exist," and everyone just went, "Huh?" Like and then and they just they gave no explanation. And I know that's kind of way off topic, but that happened. Why are we not talking about this? <laughs> There's so many things that we've just glossed over. Like as a we we need to point. talk about you. Can we have a, can we have a UFO? Episode? We're gonna have to have a UFO. Okay, episode. thank you. Honestly, I think uh, I love. I'm actually wearing my Space Force shirt right now. I, I mean, love it. It's a, it's a beautiful it. shirt, and honestly, it's possibly the greatest. Probably it's possibly the greatest. Possibly the greatest you know I love seen. space too. So exactly, I love exactly. No, but I think we have a lot of things to cover, and I think we covered a lot today. Um, and and I think that this that's the point of this podcast. Is so I mean, we might go off on tangents. We might get a little off topic. Uh, I mean, I know we were planning on hitting the mask mandates a little bit harder, but I think we got our point covered there. Yeah, yeah, and um, and obviously, you know, as as I think a good thing is too is we as we as this evolves, as we change, our, our mindsets change a lot, and that's that's good. And um. Yeah, so obviously we we have a couple other topics in mind. Um, I also, and we also want to hear what you guys have to say. I mean, we have our socials. Like, so I'm at uh, K E V I N T H E P H A R E S on Instagram. That's Kevin the Ferris. And anybody who would like to reach out and just give ideas on what we could do for future episodes, feel free. Even if you'd like to be on, let us know. Yeah, and I'm at uh, Instagram at J underscore Bender seven six. Um, and then it'll just be it's me from what the turning point sign is my profile picture um yeah just, for, you won't miss for it sure. so we're, that's that's our little shout out there but yeah so we definitely want to hear from you guys to see what uh what we could talk about more because uh obviously we bounce off ideas pretty well and uh we definitely want to have and, and and exemplify the idea of civil discourse with people yeah and uh we will even go into things like pop culture i mean like i know um one a huge debate right now happening within our chapter is who would win in a fight spider-man or batman we all know it's batman but let's well, be that's not what the poll said but we'll, but we'll get into that another time that's been a huge fight that we had he even you tried to turn my mom against me wait I, <laughs> this will be future conversation we, we will talk about this in the future because I'm, I'm i'm upset that, that was I'm, I'm glaring at him that was a thing that happened and um so yeah so i mean and I, i'm a pop culture person too i mean we can even talk about Taylor Swift. I mean, Taylor Swift. We, oh, she's all in the media. I think right that now, was too. one of our other biggest fights in as a chapter big was, was is Taylor Swift a sellout, and that was a huge one. I mean, for sure. So that was something big. Um, so stuff like that, even like, 
Um, I mean, I, we had a wide ranging. I mean, everything pretty much. It, it seems it's kind of sad a little bit, but everything seems to somehow twine into politics nowadays. And I feel like there's definitely a way that we can. Uh, that we'll be able to. Uh, basically discuss anything and everything that's going on in the world uh and not only from a political view but from a uh, from a point of view of empathy as well so i think that's we're gonna yeah yeah and then that yeah but like i said um so yeah please give us your ideas um things that you want to hear us talk about we will uh if we like it we will we'll bring it up we we may even give you a shout out hey this person brought it up first or this person sent us this or this um yeah, if, we, if you want to be a guest, we are looking for guests. I mean, we're doing this just over Discord. We're just recording. We're actually currently in the same room. Yeah, for sure. And we, we, can, we can do it separate as well at some point, too. Yeah, I mean, we, we didn't realize that um, we can do this over Discord separately. And we I went and picked them up and wasted gas for him. Um, and just so we can sit, you know, sit in my room for a couple hours. <laughs> it's all good. It was a good conversation. It was. That was very good. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very happy we're doing this. Yeah, I, I feel like this is going to be... We're gonna have cool stories as we go. I mean, obviously, as as this year goes and as the semester goes, and um, yeah, I just, I mean, I'm just I'm very excited. I'm yeah. Very excited so everyone, and and again, it's gonna be this is a uh, kind of an experiment for us in a way. We're gonna keep we want to keep making videos or we want to keep making podcasts and making sure people can hear uh, what we have to say. But uh, we're gonna definitely be expanding and making it better and better uh, as as we have time to. So just this is a this is a prototype, and it's gonna keep getting better. So. This has been Civil Discourse with Josh and Kev. Please be sure to like and subscribe. Have a great day, and thank you for listening. God's country. I saw the light in a sunrise sitting back in a 40 on the muddy riverside getting baptized in holy water and shine with the dogs running.